0: This is Corolla Digital.
1: Hey, you guys. It's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or allisonrosen.com. In 72 hours, you could have $35,000 to cover your needs. What would you do? Pay off high-rate credit cards, start a business, do that home improvement project? would start a small business. With our sponsor, Prosper, it's never been easier. Go online, answer a few questions, and see your low fixed rate in seconds. Your money hits your account and is fused three days. Prosper is the fastest growing peer-to-peer lender and they've facilitated over one billion dollars in loans to people like you. Their revolutionary platform connects people looking to borrow money with those who have money to invest. There's no outrageous fees, no raising interest rates, and you'll never set foot in a bank. Just go to Prosper.com slash best friend to check your rate instantly without affecting your credit score. For a limited time, Prosper is offering Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Listeners, a $50 Visa prepaid gift card when you get a loan. Go to slash best friend. Up to $35,000 in just three days and a $50 gift card. Go to slash best friend. Gift card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida pursuant to license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by Webbank, a Utah chartered industrial bank member FDIC equal housing lender. Allison Rosen, Allison
0: Rosen. is your new best friend. Allison
1: Hey everyone, hi, hello, it is me, Allison Rosen, and I am sitting here with Kulop v. Lysok.
2: Did I get it right? Oh, man. You are so great. That was so well done. Thank you. I practiced a little bit. Thank you. Thank you for that. I feel great. Welcome welcome. to the podcast. Very exciting
1: to have you here. So, I've known about you and who you are for a while because I've listened to Who Charted, which you, the podcast which you co host with Howard Kramer. Yes. Uh, In fact, one of the first things that my now husband, then boyfriend, Introduced me to was the whole have a summer thing, which I because I was not familiar with the notion of that. Yes, the
2: movement, if you will, exactly.
1: Which is a Howard Kramer uh, comedian it, movement to like
2: kind of enjoy life, but specifically in summer. Right. It's really <laughs> it's really making the most of summer and um and having it <laughs> basically yeah, exactly it's, yeah you um you pick a summer gum and you chew it <laughs> yes the gum all summer long. <laughs> You, th- you have a summer secret that's just for you during the summer. It's really, and he has a whole soundtrack uh, uh-huh. that goes with it. Like he's a really great song now from his uh al- his album, some of the some of that. Uh, <laughs> it's called Goo Cruise. It's where um, an orangutan uh, <laughs> you ride with it on a skidoo, and it's a jet ski, and and, and it's a wonderful, beautiful song.
1: I love it. Check I it need to hear it. So I know of you from that. I know of you from the various things you've acted in. And also, you are wife of Scott Ackerman, yes. podcast impresario. Mm-hmm. We are lovers. And I've known of him forever because many years ago, one of my friends dated his sister. Bethany, Bethany Aukerman. That's right. Oh, really? This was back in Orange County. Oh, wow. Did he work with Vance DeGeneres at some point? Yes, because that's my yeah, my my, it's like a weird memory cluster of my friend Josh mentioning that his ex girlfriend was the sister of the guy of a guy who works on the did he write for the Daily Show or was somehow involved, but somehow was involved with Vance DeGeneres, Ellen DeGeneres's brother, who's I think maybe was a correspondent at some point.
2: Maybe now. See, now I'm thinking I think I'm mixing up Vance's. Oh, yeah. Is there another Vance? There's another Vance who's uh, who ran this like uh, great brew. Cro- still does, I think. Uh, brew Co. Um, open mic. Oh, and it's a different Vance. And I'm realizing that when I said Daily Show, no, it was Mr.
1: Show. Oh, he was involved with Mr. Y- your Scott was involved, was involved with involved. Mr. Show, yes, right? He was a writer. Yes, that's what he would have said. He didn't say Daily Show. Oh. I don't know how. You know what? Now I'm thinking that the Vance I mentioned. God, let's go back to the part where I said your name correctly. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Everything was hitting my stride then. I've taken <laughs> myself out of it. Yeah. I think, he, I think the guy that I'm talking about had something to do with Vance de but I don't think it had to do okay. with Bethany or Scott. Uh, okay.
2: But anyway, but yes, somebody you knew dated my sister-in-law, Bethany. Exactly. Yeah. Small world. It is a small world.
1: And, and so I've known who you are and I follow you on Twitter and everything. Um, but, and then I don't, I guess it was, I followed a link or something and I ended up on the page where you're fundraising for the documentary you're making, yeah, Origin Story. And I started reading about it and I watched the video on the page and I was moved and I had tears in my eyes and I was like, I want, I want you to come in to talk about it. So talk about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, but first let's go to this because this happened right when the show started. You recognized our very own Kaelin Bean.
2: Hello. Nice Hi, Kaelin. Good
1: to see you. I
2: was like, this face, this face, I know it well. And What's it's his not, name? It's
1: not because he's son of actor Michael Bean. No, It's because he worked time. at Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. <laughs> yes,
2: Toluca Lake.
1: Still That's all right. ties back
0: into the bean.
2: It does, it does.
0: This is uh, iced vanilla latte, no sugar. That's I'm Scott. About, really? That's Scott. Oh, you iced mocha latte. That's me. There
2: you go. No sugar added. <laughs> wow!
0: I remember. Yeah. yeah.
2: What a great Do face. Do you know... All the now were you a regular there? Yeah. We lived down the street.
0: By the way, based on her first name last night after more than a few beers, he identified that. He was like, She's Asian, I know her. And I was like, <laughs> What? Yeah! And he was like, Pull up the picture and I pulled it up. He was like, Yeah, served her coffee like three times a week for like two years. It's so, true. That's right. It's
1: very true.
2: Now what kind of service did Kaylin offer? The best. Um the best, cheerful. Um he I felt gave me his best. You know, and it's tough. It's tough. There's uh, some Toluca Lakers are demanding. They're annoying. And he gave, he gave me good service. Great service.
1: Good to know. Mm-hmm. Good yep. to know. All right. But so he kept back, it real, though. That's right, what I it wasn't, it wasn't
2: officious or too much No, he was being him the whole
1: time. It's, it's true. Because he's kind of a mystery around here. Yeah? We don't, he, yeah, he that's plays it say, real least. close to the vest. What do you say? So that's what they say, at least. Yeah. We don't know that much about him. Oh, wow. Well. We haven't had the benefit of receiving his coffee for three years. Oh, also, you and I have the same birthday if your Wikipedia page is correct. May 11th. That's the one.
2: Whoa. I know. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. <laughs> Do you know a lot of people who have our birthday? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Alice Day. I don't know her. Yeah. May 11th. She's 19... She's a year older. Okay. Are you 1982? No, no, no. I'm um, 1975. Nice. I'm old. No, you're not. But the
1: May 11th part, we have That's that in huge. Comment. How do you feel about when it falls on Mother's Day?
2: Well, if you've seen <laughs> if you've seen what this documentary is about, it's a mixed bag. Right. It's a real mixed bag yeah. for me.
1: So let's talk about that.
2: Okay. And you can either just talk
1: about your story, or you can talk specifically about what made you want to do the documentary. Or we any can of do that. it all. Let's
2: do it all. Yeah, uh, you're my captain. Okay, and I go with you on uh, whatever seas. We we are on. Great. <laughs> that made a lot of sense
1: cool up. Wait, no, to go up. No, I know what you
2: mean. I yeah. know what you mean. Okay, well, let's just talk about this then.
1: Okay. You found out that the man that you thought was your father wasn't your father when you were 14, right? Yes. So what was that story? Well,
2: the story, my parents fought a lot. They're immigrants from Laos. Um, and they, so that's one thing, the difficulty of sort of coming to a new country. I'm the firstborn in America. Yeah, and they, just, they were
1: in refugee camps, right? Yeah,
2: they were in, th- uh, they're from Laos, uh, escaped Laos to a Thai refugee camp, found their way to first Washington, D.C. and then to Minnesota where I grew up. And so th- all of their troubles of trying to raise a kid while trying to figure out a new country. And then on top of that, they did not get along at all. Constant fighting. And then one huge fight um, was when I was 14 They were fighting in the kitchen and I was in their room in our family computer just doing whatever. My mom comes in, vents to me, sort of, uh, sort of, yeah, venting me. And I I say something to stand up for my dad. And she goes, why are you defending him? He's not your real dad. And that's how I found out. And it has taken me about 20 years to kind of figure out what that meant. Yeah. Yeah. To I mean, really kind of go look for him one and to kind of try to understand what it means and how who I am. And that's what this documentary is about. Was
1: the, I'm assuming that wasn't the way your mother intended for you to find out, right?
2: No. No, I don't think that was the plan, but that's also how I find things out in trauma. <laughs> uh, after fighting, um, when someone's angry. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of why I didn't want to, that's why finding things out in my family was just like really tricky and something that I tended to try to avoid. because You I f- tried to avoid finding things yeah, out? Yeah, well, cause that's how, you know, and cause two, I think there was plans for me to meet his family cause he was in Laos. Your father, father. My father, biological when I was, father. when I was 14 and his family lived nearby like an hour away and there was plans to like meet up with them and that never happened and then a couple weeks a month go by and i ask and i was told that he was worried my father my biological father was worried that i wanted child support from him and so already i already i always identified with my the dad that raised me mm-hmm. the dad who I learned adopted me i thought i looked like him i always fought with my mom so this is already painful thing and then then i'm now being rejected <laughs> right and right. it was so i just like i really i just compartmentalize it i put it to bed um but you know you don't really fully do that it manifests in its own way but i truly didn't even ask i didn't ask his name until i turned 30 like that's how much i just was like okay moving on did it change your relationship with your adoptive father mm, no No, not really. Yeah, no. Um, He and I just always had a better relationship. I think for my mom, I mean, uh, I think there's just many series of events where, where we just became further and further apart. She's addicted to gambling. She's amazing. That's a, this is a tough thing. She's so <laughs> funny. She's hilarious. If she was here, everyone would love her. Everyone she'd be cracking jokes. We'd, you know, just start singing Britney Spears and we're like, what? Ha ha, that's hilarious. Pat's the best. She <laughs> she really is, but she's addicted to gambling, you know, and What uh, kind of gambling? Uh she likes uh she likes high stakes blackjack. Yeah. She's uh known at Mystic Lake. Oh wow! Yeah, like my sister has a four-year-old, and uh, uh, my mom invited uh, her favorite blackjack dealer to her baby shower.
1: (laughs) So she does good business for that. She does great
2: business. She supposed supposedly is pulled back. She's gotten in a lot of trouble. Has Um,
1: she? What kind of trouble?
2: Lost the family home. Yeah, just you know, there's and various (laughs) various stuff like that. Was she addicted to gambling when you were growing up? She always was, and it really took me. She was, and it was difficult because she's the breadwinner. She's always been the breadwinner, and so for years she was in charge of everybody's finances. And she's crazy resourceful, and she's wily like a fox. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it wasn't until like, you know, my until the family home got taken, yeah, basically, and the family sort of split. But there were signs before, some of my earliest memories were just, like, sleeping on hard floors in strangers' homes while she played uh, cards. And, um, yeah, stuff like that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, It really became clear to me when she asked me for money, I think, was the first time where she needed money. And when I said no, her reactions were so like, somebody who needed drugs, basically. And I just, the tweets came, not the tweets, uh, the <laughs> text. text came in. and I was just like, holy shit. Like, How this old were beyond... you, she asked. Uh, I think things started happening at a quicker pace around when I was 32. Okay, where so it was, it was recent. Yeah, yeah, fairly recent. And that's kind of like this documentary just sort of, there's there's been quite a buildup um, to it. So, yeah. So how are you and your mom now? Not great. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're not speaking right now, but I'm not. I could speak with her, but I'm not. It's just a little. Um, I don't know. I think she's gambling again, so that's really sort of a non-starter. Were the texts aggressive?
1: Yeah, like coming after you.
2: Oh yeah, just like uh, you know. For just, like, I, uh, you know, from, like, you know, I'm your mom. Why don't you, like, super manipulative. Like, you know, um, I, you know, I loaned you money when you moved to L.A., you know, like, and or I'm going to, you know, or um, I, at your wedding, I gave you this amount of money, you know. It's like, you're not going to help your mom. Like, I get, you know, all the just, like, really... <laughs> right really hardcore just like and then 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 going okay i'm really sorry it's my fault but i really i don't have money for gas or for work right like trying everything every angle here is um my my account number can you please wire money to like just being so angry and like i'm ungrateful and i mean it just really ran has run the gamut it's like oh wow yeah yeah okay this is Mm. you know this is this is bigger than i thought it was and you said that she was the breadwinner growing up. Did she have a job? Mm-hmm. The joke of it all is is that she has a job that makes like more than like my dad, my mom, and um, my two sisters. It's just that she has a hobby that is very expensive. What, you know? If you can say, what is her job? She works. Um, she is in a, a union for grocers. So she's been at this job for a very long time, and she's pretty high up, and she does well, and... You know, so she's able to hold down a job and yeah. sort of. Oh no, I mean like she's at the top of her game there. Like again, everybody loves her. She's you know she's a boss, right? She's such a boss. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. You hear about so many different addictions. You don't hear about gambling addictions that much, though. Yeah, or maybe I just don't. I mean, yeah. like, you you probably have a different vantage
2: point since <laughs> since you're living it. But. A little bit, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, because it's like it's one of those things that like she. It's a disease, right? So, but it's like she's able to do just about everything. So, it's not something, it's not like an arm's missing or that she's cancer right. or, but just like the effect on the family and personal relationships, worse. Right. Well, because someone, <laughs> when they have
1: an, an active addiction, there's not really anything left to be focused on anyone
2: else, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's times that, you know, it's just time when it's bad, it's like bad. When she hits that wall, it's just like, it's just, it's impossible. So what happened at 30 that made you decide to go find your dad? Well, at 30 I decided to go see my dad. Oh right. <laughs> that that's when I just asked to find out what his name was and you know it's one of these things that I'm embarrassed to say, but also not embarrassed to say, but I wanted to know (laughs) what my um, rising sign was. And the only way to know that was to know the time of my birth. And Mm -hmm. since um, I didn't have my birth certificate, I had to go find out from, you know, the Providence um, hospital and to do that, I needed to learn my father's name. And then she told me his name and I was like, Okay, great. What's his last name? She's like, he doesn't have a last name. What? What does that mean? <laughs> like, what are you saying? She's such a sphinx. Like, she gives me an answer and then there's like five more questions. Oh. I was like, "Oh, he didn't have one, so he took mine." What? Like, and even then I was like, "Okay, mom." Like, <laughs> I just like didn't even push it to that point. And at 30, I I think like I don't know if this happened to you at 30, but I just was like, I'm not happy with wearing that right now. Yeah. I need to make some changes. For me, it was, I feel like I need intimate relationships. Like, I don't have them. I feel like I'm not showing people who I am. Um, I later completely realized the trust issues (laughs) that (laughs) I had been carrying around. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably clear to everyone else but me, but... Yeah, so it wasn't until... Did you get into therapy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I got into therapy when I was 28, when I called my parents individually. And I talked to my dad, and I was like, I got engaged. And my dad was like, oh, that's so great. Man, your mom, like, not even a breath in between. Your mom did this. Your mom did that. And I was mm. like, ah, texting my friends. Do, do, do you like your therapist? <laughs> like, Okay, cool, cool. I'll go see him. It was sort of a very, uh, this happened, and then I finally was like, it's time. It's time to do it. It's time to kind of deal with stuff. And that's kind of why at 33, Scott and I, my husband, want to have kids. And um, I really think it's important. That they know their grandfather's last name. Yeah. (laughs) Or that their mom knows their grandfather's last name, at minimum, you know. Our names are very difficult, so... (laughs) you know that can come in time after your abc's <laughs> but yeah i just wanted to like just uh, have peace with that past like i don't know i don't know At the time i didn't know who who i owe half my dna to it's like going to the doctor and they're like oh yeah do you know on your dad's side is there like any right. history right i don't of this. know i don't know <laughs> like and the doctor's getting this which they're just asking you a question i'm just like i, I don't t- i have no idea who he is like <laughs> Like, okay, (laughs)
1: like, so in the, um, the video on the page about the movie, you play a voicemail from him. Yes. So you have connected with him. Yes.
2: Yes. I connected. So, um, uh, I decided, let's see, I call, I started looking for him in March.
1: So how, without his last name, how did you do that?
2: That, how did I do that? I went through, uh, I had a number and I'd been sitting on a number to his family His family, um, who lived two hours away in, um, excuse me, Mountain Lake, Minnesota. So I had a number to reach them, which would reach him. Oh, so did?
1: Wait. Oh, your mom. Did your mom and he come over? No, your mom and your adopted dad came
2: over together. Well, that's what I learned later. (laughs) Was that it? Was my mom and my biological father who came from DC, who then went to Minnesota. My mom and, well, I don't Maybe I shouldn't give that away. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a, a, a discovery for me. Okay. Of like, no, oh, okay. So that story, that wasn't my dad. It was somebody else. That, and so, and, but your adoptive dad went along with it for years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He. I remember when I found out, he was just like, this is not how I wanted you to find out. I wanted to wait till you were older and he's like I love you like you're mine and like yeah yeah
1: okay so your biological dad came over and lived in the refugee camp with your mom though or Mm -hmm. no yes okay and then was and he wasn't he
2: went to Minnesota as well yeah and then when he and my mom split he uh, which was when you were how old I think one or yeah about one he moved to California he got married again And had a kid. And then he left. He went to Laos. He got married again. And had three kids. Wow. So you have four siblings, half siblings. And then with the ones I grew up with, I have six. I have six half siblings. Six sisters. Wow. And I found that all out (laughs) in March. So I called him in March. And then in April, I met him in Laos. And here we are. (laughs) In September? Yes.
1: So you you called... Uh, a couple hours away, in wait. You said his family lived a couple hours oh, from yeah. here, or from your family in Minnesota. Minnesota.
2: So, um, my so what f-
1: happened when you called
2: them? They they were very happy to to hear from me. It's crazy, because these Lao Lao the Lao population is very small, and they're also. Like, truth really happens sort of like, kind of like it's gossip, but they don't ever say, like, the truth. Like, it's it's very hard to, because when I hear them say, we were looking for you, that's hard for me. Because oh, that almost seems impossible, What especially how I discovered things. Um, and there's just so many people who know one another. This, like, I... We've been looking for you is very strange to me, but because you think if they really had been, they could have found you easier, easily, yeah, easily. But I don't know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Do you remember what you said? Were you like in that call? I mean, that call. How did you identify yourself? Um, well, let's see. What did I do? I think I think I was super awkward because I find the whole situation super awkward, (laughs) (laughs) like. I don't even, like, I mean, we'll. we'll I'll, I'll show it to you soon. I don't even remember exactly how, but I'm like, hi. <laughs> like Just like that. Like, hi. And he's, like, so excited to hear from me. I'm like, hey, um, cool. Huh? But, like, just, like, and that really is sort of how I've been <laughs> through the whole process. Sort of, like, reluctantly, like participating but fully participating because i'm directing it like Mm -hmm. i'm being my own puppet master i'm making myself super uncomfortable because if i don't make myself uncomfortable another 20 years will go by and i won't know any more than i knew right so like i when we went to laos we went on a i met him and we immediately went on a road trip like for five days close quarters i was so uncomfortable but like that's what I needed to do. You know, if the goal is for me to like meet him, know who he is, see for myself, not the stories that my mom told me or anyone told me, that's what I have to do. And, and somehow figure out just to come to peace with my origin, I guess. So how was it meeting him? It's a real mixed bag because it's like, I think, you know, it's like, I think for him, it's like, he's like, awesome. Let's like, no time's passed. Like, nothing's passed. And I was like, a lot of time has passed. Like, there's yeah. like two different feelings of just like, he's like, great. You know, like. Like he was like instant. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm like, I'm not quite ready yet, you know. But at the same time, that's really, I'm sure, confusing for him. I flew out to Laos with a producer and a director of photography and I hired a crew in Laos. So it's like, I'm going out there to meet him, mm-hmm. but I'm not ready to be intimate and to like, I still have a lot of walls. Right. Up. Cause I'm at that point I'm 33, you know, it's like, you've been gone like this whole time. Like, I don't know how to really relate to you. I don't know. I don't know. Did he say that he had been trying to look for you? He did say that a few times. Uh, and his thing was like, well, you know, a lot of people, they, the older people, they don't go on the Internet. They don't. And I'm like, you guys didn't see The Office? like, just like <laughs> he's like, he's, like, oh, he's like, we don't watch TV. We don't, you know, and I'm like okay, okay, like, he, and there's parts, like, they didn't know my last name, and it's like, but at, at the same time, though, again, the Lao community is so small, like, it seems hard, but okay, like, were
1: all, the, was anyone hesitant about being filmed?
2: Um, my mom was the first kind of go around, because she was mad, because I wanted to give her money. But the crazy thing about it all is, again, these loud people don't really – like, to really get a full story out of my parents is impossible. But throw a camera in front. My dad, who is not a talker, I think he will never call me, will never – I mean, he – the first interview I had, put the camera in front of him. And it was like he had to testify. We did a three-hour long um, – I think was a confessional in many ways and talked about things we have never talked about so I have been completely surprised, and I, I really thought, like, my, my family's not performers. I would just have to, like, draw. Right. That's them, what I would have expected, too. I think it's uh, the, the, the magic box, you know? I got to get a camera
1: on my family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bring them here. I know. Uh, right? That's
1: really interesting. That's really interesting that it, it became easier for them to open up with a yeah. the camera there.
2: Yeah, and I think we were also reaching specifically for my immediate family where things with my mom had gotten to sort of fever pitch, and people just needed to like it. We'd been holding our secrets for so long, and you know, it's just time to like where we were. We've already sort of like it, it, was, it was like a little bit beyond where we've all blown our tops. Basically, and it's like, well, what's what's there to lose? Everything's on the table right now. Mm-hmm. Are you and your dad alike? Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, my biological father. Yeah. We're very, I mean, it's shocking how much we look like. I have this, like, photo, and I'm like, wow. It's, yeah, that's like, gotta be weird. It's so, so, so trippy, and we have, like, everyone talks about how, like, our eyes are the same, like, we have the, and, um, we laugh similarly, like, and really loud and appropriate and, like, just self-serving laughs, <laughs> like, just really happy to laugh, um, yeah, and our heights pretty are near each other. I'm tall for a allow girl or just a Lao person in general. How tall are you? I'm just like five five and a half. Notice I gave you that half. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna sell myself short, right. right? No, don't. But like I am, like I tower when I go when I went to Laos, like a tower over over people. Like when I wore, I went to a wedding like three years ago in Laos or four years ago, and I all I had were these like high boots, these platform boots, and everyone thought. That I was a katuay, which is like a lady boy, basically, <laughs> and I, you know, it's not cool. It's flattering. <laughs> All right, is it?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I need to talk about Blue Apron for a moment. But Mm -hmm. then here's the next question. I want to know, was everyone around you supportive of you finding your father? Or did some people have reservations? But first, let's talk about this. I don't know if you're familiar with Blue Apron. I don't know if you and Scott do a lot of cooking. But Blue Apron makes it so much easier because they send you everything you need to make a delicious, healthy, easy-to-make meal. They make it easy because they send you all the ingredients. Everything is measured out, exact proportions that you need. Just like, your, um, like Rachel Ray, let's say, or any of the people who do a cooking show and who have all their ingredients already measured out. They make you that person. And they send recipe cards that have photos. So it is super easy. Uh, they, they break it down. So whether you're you know great in the kitchen or whether you're just a novice, whether – Uh, cooking stresses you out they take all the stress out of it and it's just 9.99 a meal meals are between 500 and 700 calories which is way too low for how delicious they are and you can make all sorts of delicious stuff here's some examples lamb or beef sliders with harissa labneh sauce and cucumber salad tomato peach and goat cheese salad with roasted garlic bread polenta pepperonata I could go on. It's all super, super good. So end the stress of cooking right now. Go to blueapron.com/Allison and get your first two meals free. That's right, two meals free just for going to blueapron.com/Allison. Okay, back to you, coop Hi. Hi. So <laughs> Hi. The, yeah, the question is, we're because the reason I ask is, um, on the Adam and Drew show, which is sort of the the sort of like love line in a way. Yeah. Callers call in, and oftentimes they talk about. This was related to me because I think I forget what we were talking about. I think we were talking about um, my need to always know the truth in any situation. Like, I just always want, like, I'm afraid of anyone ever not telling, I'm afraid of being the wool being pulled over my eyes. And so I just always want to know things right away. It's super awful. (laughs) Like, I want (laughs) to know right away. I don't want anyone to try to save my feelings or anything like that, Um, especially family stuff. But I guess. People were saying that whenever anyone calls into the Adam and Drew show saying, um, you know, like, should we do a DNA test or I think that my dad might not be my real dad or, you know, I want to find my biological parents. Adam and Drew often try to talk them out of it if they have a good relationship with their adoptive parents. Um, And if it were me, I would have to find the person, though. I'd have to find out. And I would feel better finding out. But, yes, I'm just wondering for you, was everyone supportive or how how was that?
2: I think – um, I think my mom, I think if my mom were part of the committee in the choice, she would not want, have wanted me to, but she sort of through her own actions sort of removed herself in that respect. My dad was the one who encouraged me to do it. He, when I went and interviewed him for the first time a year ago, he was like, I just kind of threw at the end of it. Cause my goal was just to like, even just for my sisters to have their story, mm-hmm. to have like their immigration story. And it became so much more. And at the end of it, I I was just like, oh, I don't know. Do you think I should look for my dad? He was like, yeah, I, I really do. I think he misses you. And that changed everything. And at that point, that was when I knew, oh, shit, I have to be in this. That wasn't my intention <laughs> Oh, you were just going
1: to be behind the scenes. Yeah.
2: But, like, I mean, he was telling me stuff that I had no, no, like, I mean, and there's so much my friend... Jean Diane Raphael, who's my producer on this, um, she started taking uh, iPhone video of me, and I was just like bawling and crying. I was telling, I was being told truths about my past that I hadn't hadn't ever been revealed to me before. So it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's it became something, but the shift was there. But I think, I think for my friends who have been with me since I turned thirty and decided to kind of make a change. Um, They're supportive. I think everyone, including my husband, is worried about me because my tendency with family is to become very, very involved Mm -hmm. in their lives. And I've had to put like very clear boundaries. So now I'm inviting, you know, a new set of (laughs) Lao people, (laughs) you know. But, you know, that said, I feel like I couldn't have done this two years ago. Like, I would have – I mean, I could not take all that has happened. I've – you know, I mean, <laughs> it would have been bad. Like,
1: so you said that when you interviewed your dad, he said, I think you should find your biological father. I think he misses you. Was he in contact with him?
2: No, no. And I, and I said to my dad, it's like, oh, you can't really miss what you don't know. <laughs> like, eh. Part of it, uh, you know, I, I love my dad, but he's no, he's no slouch either. He's he's his own trip too. He's like, <laughs> he just wants to hurt my mom. Like that's that's the other, the flip side of it. He's mad uh, and angry at my mom. There's part of him that knows that'll drive her nuts. When did they split up? Well, they're they're in the, finally in the process of splitting up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they so. stayed
1: together for your oh, childhood, yeah. though.
2: Oh, yeah. Further, I, I was just, I would love my parents' relationship is just like it's like a dead horse that they would keep beating and they make us watch them beat it. (laughs) Like, it's just the worst. Like, constant fighting? Constant fighting. Constant drama. Like, it's just like, you know, this whole, like, stay for the kids thing. Uh Uh-uh. No. (laughs) No. Please don't do it. So, how did you meet Scott? I met Scott at the aforementioned Mr. Show. It was a taping of the fourth season and my roommate knew his like writing partner and just took me and two other roommates to see this this Mr. Show, which I had no idea, I had no clue about, um, and completely was in awe of, of Bob and David and the show. I had never seen anything like it. So we became friends for like a year, and then we started dating. And that was when, we started dating when I was 19. And what's the age difference? Ten. Ten glorious years. <laughs>
1: my parents are 16 years apart really and i used to always always like older guys so i'm right there with you yeah i mean not anymore now that i'm old so (laughs) but for the longest time i i only ever had eyes for people who were significantly older than me
2: well i didn't even occur to me at that point i was so young i didn't it's like oh older people don't like younger girls (laughs) like it didn't like Because to me, like, I just got it out of high school. So it was like, oh, wow. Like, if you're a freshman and you're dating a senior, holy shit. Like, whoa. (laughs) Ten years was just like, what? Like No clue. Turns out, guys like younger girls. (laughs) So had you had many relationships before that? No. And in fact, uh, our relationship imploded right around 21. I think about 21. Um, And uh, we split for... A year and mainly due to the fact that like I had no idea what I was doing I was like exercising a muscle I hadn't used before mm-hmm. became really dependent on him you had before you broke up or yeah uh-huh. yeah definitely like clingy? totally clingy totally like no separate interest like you know like completely not even un- I didn't know who I was at the time really I feel like what 21 year old does yeah yeah and for us to get back together which I thought what that. Well, I was tore up. Like I was so upset. Did he break up with you? He broke up with me, and it was the (gasps) worst. He just shit on it. Like he stomped on it. It was just, you know. What reason did he give? I mean, I think. uh, What was it? I just think. Oh, at the time, he was like, you know, I'm just kind of like. You know, I want to have kids, which is like all bullshit. Which, it, when it really <laughs> bo- boils down to it, is the fact that, like we, you know, what I just described to you. Mm-hmm. It's like we were coming to the table, and I wasn't adding anything to it. I was just echoing what he was saying. Right. We I wasn't bringing a new perspective into our relationship, and that is, n- you know, embarrassing. But it's that doesn't mean it's less true.
1: <laughs> I don't even think that's it. I mean, I, I do. You know what I mean? But it's, it's embarrassing like, in that. I can understand looking back and being like, ugh, I was, I was such a non-person I'm speaking if I were looking back. I'm not saying yeah. you were that. But I think it makes perfect sense from the outside looking in. Yeah. I mean, if you're 19 and you meet someone that much older, it makes sense. And you haven't really had a chance to establish who you are. It makes sense that you – I mean, that's, that's, how, I, that's how I was in relationships for the longest, longest time until I was like – I, I don't even know how this works. And then I was single for a long time, and I read a bunch of self-help books. and
2: Oh, I, I, lo- I love a self-help really? book. Really? Me too. Oh, well, you yeah. must you're looking for your rising sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta know. Gotta know. Yeah. Gemini rising. Thank you. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> but now, with, if we have the same birthday, that, that would not
2: necessarily be mine,
1: though, right? No. Because,
2: because it's the time of, your, time of your birth and where you were born. Oh, I was yeah. born at
1: 4:34 a.m. in Oakland.
2: Okay, well, I'll do your chart. And oh, we'll, wonderful. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll so <laughs> you guys, you were, you were, you were
2: heartbroken. What yeah. happened during that year that you were apart? Um, I wanted him back for a good, like for a good, good three months of it. Then he rebuffed me enough for me to get the idea. Like, okay. Then I started um, developing my own interest. Um, Second City, Los Angeles, uh, started a new job, new set of friends, you know, decided that I liked uh, house music. There was, <laughs> there was a whole identity <laughs> there was to be a had whole there. whole thing, you know, um, going to things like Last Man Standing and like, just like, I just went and... Was my age and and had a good time. You know, the best way to get over one man is to get under many. That <laughs> happened. Um, and then we somehow found ourselves back with one another. And at that point, I think what was my boss. I remember telling my boss, like, I'm back with uh, my old boyfriend. He's like, why would you want to do that? It's like taking a second bite out of a shit sandwich. I was <laughs> like. That's good though. I really, re- I'm going to remember Keep that. that. I really one. like. Yeah, I like file that. File that away. File that away. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but it was the the reason why we've worked is because at that point it was different. I think we were more of a level mm-hmm. playing ground. I really felt. I think I made myself small because. You know, I didn't know who I was and really started to be way more assertive, um, had my own interests. And we've been together. We got married in 2008 and we've been together. So since then.
1: How is marriage for you? I'm sort of newly married. Oh, congrats. Well, maybe not newly. It's now. Wait, what is what is today? Uh, the The... uh,
2: 9th, 8th, September
1: 9th. Yesterday was my six month (sighs) anniversary. Oh, wait. Oh,
2: oh, my God. My uh oh, did you forget something? Yeah, well, no. It, so it's September 9th, right? So September thirteenth is my anniversary. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's coming up. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got, now you okay, know. gotta plan something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I've been married for six months. Six months. That's great. Thanks. I love. How long were you with your? We were
1: together for. Um, We've been together for about three and a half years. Three years.
2: Three and a half years. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I, you know, for how we were together for so long, and you would think, oh, we live together. You know, there is a deepening. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, there is a, a deeper commitment. I mean, there's something about like, oh, okay, well, we're doing this, and I, I've, I've loved it. I loved it. There's nothing. I mean, he our relationship him like that's the one in in this tum, this tumultuous time, tumultuous time that I've had that like is the constant, is my safety, is like the touchstone. Like I can I can travel, I can travel space as long as I know that I'm tethered to our spaceship. <laughs> like, you know, like that's I mean, I love being married to him.
1: Have you guys done counseling or anything like that?
2: Mm-mm. we haven't. I mean it doesn't
1: sound like you need it, I'm just wondering.
2: No, not yet, but I'm not against it, you know. Like I'm 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 all about that therapy. <laughs> all yeah. about it.
1: Um, all right. You know what else I think everyone should be all about with this hot weather? <laughs> removing unsightly stubble or fuzz or hair from where you don't want it to be you guys have heard me talk about the no-no and you know that i love it well now there's the no-no pro it is up to 35 percent stronger more effective faster um and the no-no with the no-no pro you get weeks of long lasting results and it's totally painless i've talked before about the the first time i laid eyes on the no-no i was like it looks cute. I'm afraid of it. And then I was told that it wouldn't hurt. And then I got I got up the nerve and then I ran it along my skin and I didn't even feel it. And so I've been sold ever since. Ladies, it's perfect for removing the peach fuzz, peach fuzz from your face. In fact, I had that thing today. No, not today. It was yesterday that I have time and again where I notice the best time for noticing hair on your face. You yeah. look totally hairless. Your face does. But uh, no, I, for those of us who have. Stash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The worst place to see yourself, the worst slash best, is when you're driving in the car in the mirror. Because Mm -hmm. it's like somehow the light just catches all of it. That's why you need the No-No. Works on all skin types, all hair colors, safe and effective for both men and women. You guys, a special offer for you guys, my listeners. With the special offer, you get the No-No device. You get an exclusive facial kit. Kit, You get a very snazzy travel case. If you order online, you get a free gift card. And the entire purchase is backed by Nono's triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them. You don't risk a penny to try Nono today. Call for details. Terms and conditions may apply. So get Nono Pro today. Never shave again. Uh, to get this exclusive offer, write this website down, no no pro best friend dot com or call eight hundred three three six one six six five. Again that's no no pro best friend dot com or call eight hundred three three six one six six five. Okay. So you said that you guys want to have kids? Yeah. Is that like an active wanting to have yeah. kids kind of thing? Yeah. That's the boat that I'm in too. Yeah? Yeah, it's not working for me. What what part isn't working? The getting pregnant part.
2: Well, I mean, how long have you been? <laughs> well, well, it's I not actually, working for me either. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, how, how long, long have you been? you been trying? Well, we were trying and then we took a beat because I went to Laos and you can't. I had certain medications to stop malaria. That, oh, right. They're like, don't, do not. Did you ever take Larium? <laughs> oh, is that the crazy stuff? Yes. I only know that from my friends in college studying I don't abroad. I think it was Larium. I think it was something else. Okay. I, I was the one that was less crazy. Like,. I was like, ah, I've heard bad things. Like, that's what I don't want to do is like be meeting my father the first time and just having crazy right. <laughs> dreams. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if, like, so it's been sort of like casually, we're just like, okay, we're not doing the rhythm method anymore. So that mm-hmm. was sort of like first step. And then, then I think really like, let's focus on it has been the last couple last couple of months.
1: Have you had this realization that I've had, which is I spent my whole life being afraid of getting pregnant, thinking it was so easy to get pregnant. And in retrospect, it's actually not teens. If you're listening, make sure you practice safe sex. But it's there's really a very small target. It's like a very small yeah. number of days that you're fertile each month. I pretty much figured anytime you have unsafe sex, you're probably going to get pregnant. I mean, I was so indoctrinated into that, which, again, I think I think that's good because it makes you be safe. But in retrospect, I probably never could have gotten pregnant from any time that I had an accident.
2: Well, the difference, though, is I'm sure, you know, and it just bums me out. I don't know if it bums you. We are... We're all older now, and so there are less. Uh, oh, yes. That that part, though. So when you are teens, teens listen up. Right. Yes. And, though, you have a hell of a lot more eggs. Yeah. That are vibrant and, <laughs> and young and, and fresh. wanting to hatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That is a huge. No, that is that, a huge. That's thing. sort of kind, of the, kind yeah. of the big part,
1: too. So we went to a reproductive endocrinologist. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that I have fibroids that are preventing, they think that's what's preventing me from getting pregnant. Okay. So I have. Have to get those removed, and then we try naturally for a few months. And then if that doesn't work, then I think they're going to recommend IVF, just based yeah. on all of it, that. My age and the tests and everything like that. Yeah. You're younger,
2: so you you got a more of a window. No, that's it. I just like uh, friends of mine. I mean, just group of my group of friends. Um, you know, we have I have friends that are freezing their eggs. You know, even just even thinking about baby two. So once baby, right? One, we're just at a you know we're a little older. You know, and we just have to – it's a different sort of planning, and it's harder. It's harder. It just, <laughs> and yeah. people are – I mean, I have, like, one friend who's, like, spin off <laughs> the problem. Everyone else has sort of had struggled but ultimately had their child or just are struggling now. Who's
1: this friend who's spitting them out, and what does this friend do? Because we I have mean, people who are like, it's all about CrossFit or it's about acupuncture. I'm like, I somehow don't think either of those would work. <laughs> I've Although, heard, kudos. I've, CrossFit? We, we have heard that? We have – my husband's friend, actually two of two of his friends, who both are now pregnant on their second kids, swear that it's the CrossFit.
2: Okay, wow. All right, people are just passionate about it. Well, that is absolutely true. <laughs> that is so true. Um, I for acupuncture, I think that's probably if you know, I try not to it's hard for me. Like, I'm just trying to be like this. I don't need to rush into this. Like, don't try to muscle this through. Yeah. Like, don't stress about this. Don't start grading yourself on how this is like, cause right. it's hard. No, it's really hard. I'm trying to be like, chill about it, but it's hard. Cause I'm like, Oh, I really thought last month, like it's it. We went, the OBGYN said, you know what? Go every day after have sex every day after your period. And just do that. And I was like, we did that for the first time. For like, whole, we got it. For the whole month. Like, up, so so it was like, yeah, from period to through that week right. that your pink pad says you're ovulating. <laughs> and then <laughs> then you should hit it. And we didn't hit it, apparently. But, you know. There's so many different. Because I've heard, like, go every other day. Yeah. And
1: then I've also heard. Well, what our doctor said is to get those ovulation predictor kits. Which I'm never. Friendly. Those. I can't get mine to change colors. Even oh, though re- I am ovulating. So.
2: Oh, Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I just Amazon Prime them. Oh, <laughs> so. really? Well, I'll, wonderful. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Let me know, yeah. So what
1: he said is when it changes, then have sex that night and the next night. Oh, wow. But he's also in the business of you pay him a lot of money and he gets you pregnant, so he's probably not that concerned.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Can I ask what might be a stupid question? Please. If this is what you're doing, aren't you just having sex every night, no matter what? You gotta take a, you gotta take a breather.
2: You know? <laughs> no. Wait, what really? do you mean? Oh wait! Oh wait! Ask the question. I'm sorry. So if if
0: you're in the mode of I'm trying to get pregnant, aside from whatever doctors and all the other shit you're doing, aren't you just constantly having as much unprotected sex as you can stand, hoping that it will just work?
1: No, because they say that the sperm sometimes. Some people will say the sperm needs to regenerate. Yeah. like you're uh. actually lessening your. if you do it every day versus every other day for a time you might be lessening your chances so yeah. saying
0: the more sex I have the less chance I have of getting a girl pregnant that's this not is, this what is they're very saying very informative <laughs> no okay I'm sorry that, thank no, you that's a good answer no apologies that's, where, yeah. that's
2: a great question but it you need to refill the, the sperm the scrotum Bank. must be refilled <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> you know what I can't get a clear answer on what Um, are certain positions better or not Better they, for getting pregnant.
2: I was just about to answer it, and I realized I'm just thinking about the movie Election. <laughs> like, that's, wait, no, Kula, cool that's not. Well, yeah, well, that's. And then isn't it the whole thing like after? Right, you gotta, you gotta lift your. Right, yeah, which is like I'm, that doesn't. It's hard. For but me I'm to sure do. there's
1: <laughs> women who have been on top and then have like gotten up and jogged and still got pregnant. <laughs> but still, is yeah. it better if you're on the bottom?
2: Wasn't it like it's better on the bottom or is it? I've heard doggy style too, oh, really? right? Because then it like shoots it right towards yeah, your yeah, uterus, right up to your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel like if it were really clear that one position is better, then we would know. Yeah, because I've tried to find this out, and it's yeah. impossible to Google any of this without getting a lot no, of stuff I you're know. not looking for. Yeah, you gotta Google, you gotta incognito that. <laughs> That's right. Let's do just me or everyone.
0: Sometimes I ponder.
1: All right, Ashley Littlefield says, I don't like to like statuses or pictures on Facebook or Instagram that include misspelled words or the wrong your, just me or everyone. Oh, wow. Being real strict with your likes and and whatnot. I'm okay with that. I mean, in general, a misspelled your will bother me sometimes, but I'll still like a status or a tweet.
2: Yeah, I'll still like it. It's only when, like, if someone's, like, coming at me. Then yeah yeah I'm gonna focus on that you oh, or yeah. you're your you're
1: yeah right Eric Pettigrew says just me or everyone what the fuck is with pimentos and olives I'm okay with pimentos and olives me too I'm okay with pimentos in general I gotta tell you I don't know what what I know what it pime- what it looks like but what is a pimento I think it's a um it's red pepper oh like cut up red pepper that's diced been, yeah marinated or something okay okay yeah all right so uh, you know what I don't like. An entire garlic clove in an olive. Yeah. What do you think about blue cheese in an I'm olive? I'm okay with that as well. I'm okay with that as well. However, I, it's, to me, it's not as good as I want it to be yeah. because the blue cheese is always like kind of rubbery.
2: Yeah. You're blue right. cheese doesn't hold up well in olives. No. And then dipped in like vinegar, a uh, brine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I'm, not.
0: I'm told there's a supermarket by your parents' house that has a, an olive bar that mm-hmm. has like freshly made blue cheese olives that are made like a couple times a day.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. I'm
0: told that's the way to go. This is like one of my mom's favorite things in the world. Is this
1: Gelson's that we're uh-huh. talking about? Because there's one in L.A. Yep. as well. And are they calling in right those, now? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if those ones have it. I know the one down. Oh, there. really? I feel like Whole Foods has an olive bar as well. They may. <laughs> I,
0: look at me. I don't spend a lot of time in Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Katie Shrum says, "Just mirror everyone listening to Allison Rosen is your new best friend." And had to check my followers. Yep, still no one famous. Okay, so this came up. Um, Sarah Colonna was on the show. I'm assuming this is what the reference is. And John Stamos followed her and then unfollowed her. Oh, So we were talking about if we know that a famous person is following us, we periodically have to check again. Speaking of Mindy Cohn, Facts of Life, still following me. I just checked because she followed me and then unfollowed me. And I was like, but what did I do? And then she followed me again. And now she's still following me. I'm the biggest Facts of Life fan ever. (laughs) So that's awesome. Pretty neat for me.
2: <laughs> I, I guess I've got to check if Tay Diggs is still following me. He's, he's following you? Isn't he following everybody? That's his thing. Not following me. Are you sure? I don't think he's following me. I, would that... be sup-
0: I think he's following me, so I would be surprised yeah, they, if he's not following me. He you.
2: hasn't reached. Well, no, that doesn't make but sense. I don't, even if I don't follow him? Oh, yeah, that's. Yeah, exactly. He's just going and he's just following random How people. How does he find us all? He. It's whoever he's hired just goes and just like follows everybody. He is following me. See. Wow. <laughs> che digs.
1: I feel special. Yeah. But not at all.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: okay. Tony Dator, or Datori, says, just mirror everyone. Wish that leaving one dead bug on display would serve as a warning to its insect brethren. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've had that thought before. I've also right. had the fear that by killing a bug, you're angering them and then they're going to come back the in hive. force.
2: Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So you wish it was sort of Game of Thrones, like you put a head on a stake. warning, warning. Exactly. Sooner Magic says, just mirror
1: everyone, like to have a shower beer after a long day. What's that? I think that's a beer in the shower.
0: That's correct. Do you do that, Gary? I not... Not after a long day, but, like, on vacation, I'll take a cocktail and do a shower. I've free. never had a beverage in the shower. I'm running short on time. I was just in San Diego last weekend. <laughs> I was just in San Diego last weekend, and there were two soap dishes in, like, opposite <laughs> corners, and I got in, and I realized that there was an, an unused one, and I had somebody make me a drink and hand me a drink in there.
2: What do we do? A dirty martini?
1: Uh, it was a Bloody Mary.
2: A Bloody Mary in yeah. a clean shower. It that seems a,
1: like a good shower drink. It was
2: great. Huh. It's delightful. Is it the sensation of the coolness of your drink to the hot of the water?
0: It, yeah, it was, that, that certainly is helping it. Mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of duck out of the water for a second and take a sip and wow. then right back in.
2: Multitasking at its yeah. finest.
0: Absolutely.
1: What would be the least good, and that's the wrong adjective, but what, what beverage would hold up least well in the shower? And I'm going with like... Bailey's and coffee. White Russian. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking vegetable soup.
0: I thought you said beverage?
1: beverage. Well, liquid. A oh, oh. liquid. Yeah. Uh, so you could drink soup. Now? Sure. <laughs> I'm uh, opening wait, it up. Why would it, why would it be bad? I just feel like drinking feel some kind of... feel it would be hard
0: of, to consume a soup in the
1: shower. I feel like drinking some kind of soup where you're like... Chewing that Chewy- yeah, would chew. be weird. Maybe it'd be fine though,
2: actually. Like, like a spaghetti. Noodle, yeah, Probably chicken wouldn't, noodles. Maybe it wouldn't be too bad, yeah.
1: Spaghetti-o. You maybe well, it wouldn't, wouldn't be wrong. Maybe not. Does everything go well in the shower? Yeah. Um.
0: Well, you got to be careful about things like things that will melt, like ice cream. Right. Don't take ice cream in the shower. <laughs> I haven't tried this. I'm just guessing.
1: Okay, like that, so not a beer float. Be
0: kind of fun.
1: <laughs> See, da, on the first uh, – thursday show. bonus no, no the first bonus episode oh, that i recorded right. live at the la podcast festival you can get that on itunes it's only a dollar 99 the comedy album section of the itunes store with greg proops and doug benson doug benson argued that ice cream is the best food to eat in the shower because it stands up
0: sure doug benson like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> because it stands up, up by
0: the way that was a joke
1: i know yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah it didn't make sense i'm like it's gonna get it's, all wet it stands up yeah let's
0: let's Let's also please note for the fans, and this should not dissuade you from buying this. It should enhance it. Doug was wasted during yeah, the show. Yeah, sure. He showed up drunk with a cocktail in hand because it was at the podcast festival, which is at a hotel that he was staying at. Yeah. And it proceeded to be a fucking hilarious episode because it's him and Proops fucking with each other. But... And Allison.
2: He was on vodka soda. Yep. That's his drink. That is he- absolutely
0: what he was drinking because I got him another one.
2: Yep. Him. He's so able to be I- so fast when he's altered. Yeah. It's amazing That's his skill. I know his, that and being hilarious. His face looks like he <laughs> is fucked up, but the mind right. and the mouth—they're so connected. It's crazy. That's I'm, not how I am. No, me either. Yeah. Even in the best of conditions. Michael Dunleavy says, "Hate people that do
1: things ironically. You're just being a smug prick. Just mirror everyone. Well, I mean, I suppose I know what you mean. I would need an example, but sure. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Yeah."
2: Right. Yeah, I, need yeah. An example. I mean, mm-hmm. I pre- yeah,
1: but I prefer
2: not as a blanket pe- I prefer statement. sincerity,
0: not as a blanket statement, but I agree with his sentiment.
2: Yeah. Yes. But like I started to say bro as being erotic and now it's just how I talk. But see, that's that's I don't think that's what he's that's talking not what he's about. talking about. I think
0: he's talking about more extreme stuff like, like ultimate Frisbee. I listen,
2: Frisbee. Like, like, I just I listen so. to
0: cassettes because
2: okay. I, just oh, yeah. okay. I do. Okay. <laughs> Right. Okay.
1: Chrissy says, just mirror everyone, hate it when people pull out in front of you in traffic and slow down. Come on, push the long skinny pedal on the right. Well, sure. I think everyone hates that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: The Great One says, just mirror everyone, drying off after taking a shower and peeling a hard boiled egg always seem to take much longer than I expect to finish. I'm with you on the egg. And sometimes you can almost get like a little paper cut from the, when you peel mm-hmm. a hard boiled egg. Yeah.
2: And it's frustrating if some of the, the, the shell has some of the egg because you really want that perfect sort yes. of... Yes. Or if you do, sometimes I, listen to this, peel a hard boiled egg over
1: the sink and then drop the... Then you get a slippery egg and the whole thing just falls right in the mm-hmm. sink. Mm-mm. And I, that I won't fish out because that's too gross. It's done. I've lost, I've lost countless yeah. eggs that way. Disposal. Yeah. You put down the disposal. Exactly.
0: Every once in a while I'll cook a batch of eggs and they'll be super easy to...
1: Yeah. To open, yes. What is that? I
0: don't under. Is it like the time? Is it the kind of maybe egg? it's the is it, time? I think if it's if you leave it in there for like a long time, mm-hmm. yeah. a then, if, then I think then the egg shrinks
2: a little bit. Yeah. 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 But then the yolk is all like blue and gray and stuff. So yeah. It's not as I good. Don't appreciate that. No.
1: Mm-mm. W. Oh, you know what I realized a few years ago that if you boil hard boiled, if you make hard boiled eggs, your whole kitchen smells like farts. Yeah. I thought it was just if you open them up, but just in the shell. It, it, there's that sulfuric smell, I find. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I think, yep. Yep, that's true. Uh, WW leader Amy says, and this is the last one, just mirror everyone, sometimes have a hard time getting in the mood at hotels, imagining metric ton of bodily fluids on sheets over the years. <laughs>
2: wow. yeah. Metric ton? Yeah.
1: For me, the reason I sometimes have a hard time getting in the mood at hotels is because I feel like I'm supposed to be getting in the mood at a hotel. Oh, right. It's that pressure that'll, that'll yeah. take me out of the mood. I don't have, a, I, I don't have that thing. I'm not really a germaphobe, so I'm able to ignore the fact that the comforter at the hotel has probably never been cleaned. If I see something disgusting, then I can't get past it. Yeah. But if it's invisible, then I'm okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't – if I dwell too long on it, it's it's bad news. But, yeah. you know.
1: All right. Well, those were some good Just Me or Everyone's. Thank you so much for sending them in. You can tweet those to us at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. um talk about underwear for a moment? Yes, please. Shall we? Okay. It's unbelievable how putting on a great pair of underwear changes your entire outlook for the day. That is not a joke. Or conversely, how putting on a cruddy ill-fitting pair of... Actually, for me, an ill-fitting pair of underwear. I would rather just not wear underwear. Yeah. I, the the underwear that does not fit well. Can't even stand it. You know that feeling that I'm talking about of putting on ratty old saggy underwear. I want you to know the feeling of wearing great-fitting, great-looking underwear, which is why you need to know about MeUndies.com. MeUndies has the most comfortable underwear you've ever tried. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you. They literally pull moisture away from your skin so you're cool all day long. I have mine on right now, and I am floating. Did I not float into this studio Oh, Gary!
0: Like on a cloud.
1: Did Adam not say, "Hey, Allison, we're down here"? I believe he did. (laughs) He did because I was floating because of my undies Here's the thing: they also make you look great. Go to MeUndies.com and check out the pics of all the different styles of underwear. And for the girls, check out those hot-looking boy shorts. I know you're a fan of those, Gary.
0: I absolutely am. What's not to be a fan of?
1: Yeah, you just come off a little bit creepy, but (laughs) like the right amount. I'm really
0: comfortable with that.
1: Okay, men and women. High quality material for your high quality materials. And the price is a fraction of what typical high-end designers charge. So go to com slash Allison and get 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order when you go to com slash Allison. And right now you'll even get free shipping in the U.S. in and Canada. And they guarantee that you will be happy with them. Okay. up thank you so much for being on my show and talking about... Your story and talking about your movie and doing just me or everyone and um, where can everyone well so your the campaign for the movie is going on for a little while longer yeah yes. it's
2: going until um, the uh, September 19th um, Friday September 19th okay so and you guys will when you guys hear this you have till Friday oh boy mm-hmm. oh guys please it would it would mean a lot to me. Anything a dollar, five dollars, so yeah, where should they so say a little more about about the fundraising and where they should go and? everything. Yeah go um go to originstorydoc.com. dot com you find out more about the project. There's a link there to our IndieGoGo page, and uh, right through you can and you can donate there. That would be awesome. And there's all sorts of perks and things, right? So many fun perks. Um, my husband, Scott Ackerman, he um, he has a show on IFC called Comedy Bang Bang. And you can go on it, have a line. You'll get paid for it, too. Wow. Um, and, you know, take pictures, be on set. There is a, a set visit uh, for you and three friends to IFC. Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Wow. Just a bunch of different Casey Rose Wilson. We'll read your horoscope. Why not?
1: <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I remember reading through thinking, this is a lot of really cool stuff. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This Thank is so you. fun. This was fun. Thank you so much, fellow May 11th birthday person. That's right. Um, we have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. It's a segment we do. We haven't done it in a while because we haven't needed to tell anyone to go fuck themselves. But I've got a few brewing. Oh, boy. So that's why you guys need the ringtone. Well, that's not why. But you do need the ringtone. You can get that by searching Hey, Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. The aforementioned live episode recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. We have two of them. First year, Doug Benson and Greg Proops. The next year, Doug Benson and much of the Thursday Gang. Those are all available in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Um... If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, allisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Um, for CoolUp, they can follow you on Twitter at? At cool Up, K-U-L-A-P. Okay, and origindoc.com. Com. All yes. right, any other plugs? Uh, Listen to Who Tried It on the Earwolf Network. Do that. And follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. And for Kalen, just go to Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. That
0: works.
2: You don't still work there, though, do you? No. God, no. So they're just going to – hordes of people are just going to show up there and not see you.
0: You're welcome, Riley. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye.
0: We had a good time, but now we got to go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show. All.
1: Now that the show's over, don't forget to check out Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. Go to blueapron.com and see what's on the menu this week. To get your first two meals free, make sure you go to blueapron.com slash allison. That's blueapron.com slash allison.